You are listening to the RTE Today podcast, featuring some of our best bits from the show on RTE One weekdays at 3.30. Time to say hello to our panel. We have singer-songwriter Nieva Kavanagh, we have broadcaster Anton Savage, and we have entrepreneur Nora Casey. That's the Fods, Robert Fods. Anton, we're going to start with you. It's a piece from the Irish Independence, yes. and it's about parenting. It is a question that was written into, I think, Ask Ashling, the agony aunt in the Irish Independent, and the question was whether or not it is okay to have a mixed-gender sleepover for this person's daughter. So this person's daughter has been asked to go to a mixed-gender sleepover, to which they have said, well, if they're four, if they're six, maybe. But the fact that the daughter is 13, as are the other people in the sleepover, has made her go, nope, this ain't going to happen. The parents of the person who have extended the invite think it's okay and it's fine. And now you have that awful thing where one set of parents has one set of standards, another set of parents has another set of standards. Somebody's being a prude. The teenager is throwing the toys out of the pram and the other parents think you're being unreasonable. So where's the problem here? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pretty normal to me. <laughs> well, I think, first of all, we should put this slightly in context, which is if we go to the world's most famous star-crossed lovers, Romeo and Juliet, mm-hmm. Juliet was 13. And we all know how that ended up. So there is a point at which you do have to begin to say, maybe this is where you draw the line. But the question then that's raised is, how do you deal with those issues when you have one set of standards and other parents have another? Yeah, Niamh, what do you think on it? Because, you know, they're 13, they're going to maybe going out, they're, they're in school together, they're mixing together, they're possibly going to discos, they're mixing together. There's yeah. fireworks going off all over around the place. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. And to be fair, when I grew up, you didn't mix with the boys till much later. Mm. <laughs> like, after you went to school, there was no mixed schools when I was growing Well, there was, but you weren't necessarily at them. No, to be honest with you, this is a funny one, actually, because it depends on how the parent feels about it. I, my first knee-jack reaction was, no, not a, ma- not a mission, that's happening, right? 13-year-old girl going on to a it's not a chance. I mean, the creativity of young people to get together outside of sleepovers <laughs> is beyond anything we're going to manage, right? Let's be honest. But I think it's actually about what you're comfortable with as a parent, mm-hmm. and I don't think you should ever apologise about that. There is a moment, though, when the, the child will make the argument and you're going to have to listen to it. So when, when my kids were growing up, they heard two words, very, two sayings very often, which is one, you need a different mother for that. <laughs> or the other one was, you might be ready, but I'm not. And I think that's fair enough. I used to encourage them to actually argue with me, Mm -hmm. as in to have their arguments about why they want to do it, but they weren't allowed to be in a screaming state as in being cross about it. So I let them argue their case occasionally, but I think it's very much a a case-by-case thing. But you really have to be definite. If you're not ready for it, then you should say no. Yeah, okay. Nora, what do you think uh, about this? Like, when I read this, I thought of myself as a 13 or 14-year-old going, Woohoo! Do you know what I mean? Now, have, have kids changed that much in the last 20 years that this is okay? I, you know, I grew up in, in a huge house of eight people and three bedrooms. So there was a one girl's bedroom, one boy's bedroom. But down the country, we all slept together, my cousins and everybody else, all in one bed, sideways. So um, I have a much more pragmatic approach, I think. Um, even though in my house growing up, there was lots of rules. Um, and there had to be because there's so many of us. When I, I sort of, as a parent to Dara for almost the whole of his teenage years, you know, it's much more about trust mm-hmm. and conversations. And I think it's, it's even though this is about a, a girl, um, I would just say as an aside that there are lots of Dara's friends growing up who didn't identify as male or female. Mm-hmm. So this specifically is identifying as the the two genders. Yeah. Um, and the second thing is. Um, 
our boys need to know the reason why you need to be respectful as the girls. Because as Neve just said, if if they're you know going to do it, they're going to do it in the playground or in the park or somewhere else. So I, I take a really pragmatic approach. I accept that other parents have different moral values and would prefer, uh, you know, even if you put kids into separate rooms, when the parents are asleep, they can sneak in together. The more important thing is that they're in their head, they understand yeah. and respect the fact that they're not going to engage in sexual activity because, let's face it, that's what it's about, really, you know. We actually um, put this out to our viewers and uh, we asked the question, are you as strict as your parents? And other viewers, 287 surveyed, 74% said they think they are not as strict as their parents, while 26% said they might be. And to what do you think of that result? I'm, I'm intrigued. I think one of the things, and it goes to the thing of you, you need a, you would need a different mother for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sew that on That's a pillow. Right. No? <laughs> <laughs> one of the things I'm trying to learn to do, I saw Amy Schumer, the uh, UK, uh, the US comedian, getting quoted on a thing a while ago that I thought was genius, which was she said that one of the, the best things that she had learned is that the word no is an entire sentence. Mm -hmm. It is, yeah. yeah. I think that's genius. I think the thing of, because the difficulty is, when you think about this and you think, oh, well, I'm going to be the parent who's going to say to the other parents, no, you immediately think, I'll have to give the excuse, well, no, I, just that our little ex is... Uh, the answer is just no. No. And that's it. Yeah. Leave it there. That's it. Not a single other word. And you just yeah. wait till the conversation moves I'll on. Be shin -shin. I'd imagine that would <laughs> give some parents the ignore, which brings us on to our next uh, story. Yeah, this is, you know, um, there was a time in my life that I didn't know what the word ick meant. Um, so this is all about this girl who gets the ick, which is a, a sudden wham repulsion of another person, which they otherwise thought was quite attractive beforehand. But I, I think a really scant excuse as to how she got the ick, because she's dating him for four months, waiting for him to meet her parents, as said already to her mother and her sister that she likes him a lot. And she's pacing up and down and he pulls up outside. So he's 25 and she's 24. And he's in a kind of country squire outfit. Uh, you know, complete with a tweed, uh, a tweed jacket and, uh, some straight trousers. And he's never worn anything like this before. So she takes one look at him and says, Oh my God, I've got the ick. I can't possibly go out with him and splits up with him immediately. Now I would just say as, uh, as an older, but recent data over the last year. I have experienced it myself quite often. And it is a real thing. It's not, it's not when you get irritated when you've been with the same person for five years and, you know, they're throwing their underpants to the floor or leaving the top of the toothbrush, uh, the toothpaste. It's totally different. It's just that one moment. For me, teeth is a big thing. So if I see somebody and I think they're attractive and they start smiling, their teeth are yellow or they have bad breath, Oh, God forbid I have to listen to them brushing their teeth. I mean, that's skin-crawling territory for me. And, like, I took one day to a wedding. You were just talking about dancing. And uh, he was a plus one at a wedding, which is very appropriate because you don't always have to stick together and talk to each other. And then the dancing came on. And, oh, my sweet God, when he got up to dance... That sexy dad dance, I just knew I couldn't spend another That's second of them. And I, <laughs> really, this, this more it's exactly that, yeah. But you said you the head for it, but not the legs for it. So we can only see the top half, don't you? <laughs> Oh, I, I'm an upper body dancer, Nora. <laughs> <laughs> okay, give everybody the ick there at home. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I think that, but the first thing, by the way, I love the idea that Nora is willing to just abandon poor people at weddings. I have a <laughs> But aside from this, in this instance, this is a woman abandoning the guy because he made one poor choice of I outfit. I would have no friends or any relationships if you were, if you were done on, on poor outfits. I used to combine, I'm not making this up, I used to combine black silk trousers with a silk Hawaiian shirt, cowboy boots, Ick. and a bottle cap button cover on a top button. Okay, what decade are we talking about here? Oh, this was this was the late nineties, and I would douse myself in enough jazz aftershave oh, that I'd be God. flammable from three hundred yards. <laughs> you make poor choices. You don't know. And the notion that instead of walking him gently off the ledge and saying, "Just let's abandon the tweed jacket, let's go with something different," yeah. she could have saved the whole thing. I know. But like, leave. Like, there's no going back from the ick. Well. No, you're right. Sometimes when you get to that point, it's like it's beyond it. Early stages. I mean, to be honest, if you're married for 20 years and the it comes, that's a different conversation. <laughs> but, no, but you know, I, 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 I feel actually there's more grown up to be done by the girl a little bit. Like, because I mean, honestly, if somebody turned up in a tweed coat to my mother's house, I'd be going, holy God, like, you know. <laughs> Lads, what is going on? I'd be laughing about that for about six weeks. Now, I might not go out with him afterwards, but I'd have a bit of a laugh about it. And if he didn't have a sense of humour, it'd be all over for him. That, you see, if he can't have a laugh, I'd, I'd, that'd be an ick for me. I just can't unimagine uh, Anton Colby Savage's <laughs> You're not passing. You're not passing. <laughs> we need photo evidence. That phased out and was followed by a pair of pleated stonewashed denim jeans. Please tell me there's photos. There button. must be photos. Please point yeah, me photos. Yeah, there has to be some evidence of this. I want photos. Yeah. yeah. We actually um, asked our viewers as well about what gives you the ick. So yes. here's some that we got in. Um, people sticking their tongue out in photographs. I, you know what? That bothers me, if it's, especially if it's like a nice group photo and one person is always pulling a face. Uh, people posting gym photos, long hair on men, which I completely Aww. disagree with. No, completely disagree with that. Well, I remember your long hair. I could see that. It was cool. It was cool. <laughs> don't, don't be trying to deflect now from the cowboy outfit. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm silk trousers. We're still on the silk <laughs> trousers. <laughs> I can't get out of them just like that oh, no. for years. <laughs> <laughs> Bare feet. I don't mind that. Um, that's, I don't like buttery toes. That's the only thing. What, what toes? Butter, buttery toes. Buttery toes? Yeah, you know, kind of sweaty, buttery toes. Oh, nice. I don't yeah. know if I've nice. ever looked at someone's toes. I didn't know that was a problem for me yet, buttery. but now I might. There we have it. Thanks, Doc. I do a pen to pitch with you in the image. A few more that came in were bad manners. Beards, again, disagree. Men wearing white socks with black dress shoes. Anton, I feel like you might have done this. Uh, no, I did. I did oh. go through a period of no, no socks, socks, which I deeply regret. Although it was a long was time ago. Was Miami Vice on at the time, by any it chance? Might have been, I, yeah, <laughs> I think I also did roll up the jacket sleeves. Oh, wow. <laughs> the other one, though, that gets me all the time, and this isn't so much a, a relationship ick as it is just right. a general society ick: cuffs on tracksuit bottoms. Oh, I've seen yeah. this trend yeah. for cuffs on tracksuit bottoms that go in like this, like yeah. jodhpurs to the ankle. Oh. They just make me want to move to a different country. Yeah, <laughs> them combined with a the mullet. <laughs> no. it's, it's a wee bit unfortunate because they're. Everywhere. As prevalent abroad, everywhere. you have nowhere to move to. Who oh, are they? No, doing no, they're prevalent they're everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> Sorry, it's uh, fashion. Neve, on to our next story. James Blunt, what's the oh, story here? Oh, bless him. James Blunt was interviewed by The Guardian. And I kind of felt a bit sorry for him because his interviews are going to come from the same place sometimes that my do. Is basically, they kind of pointed out that you're approaching 50 and how do you feel about the fact that you're, people make fun of you and make because he's hilarious on Twitter. People kind of tend to not so value good. what he does, despite the fact that he's been extremely successful at what he does. But what they also asked was, he said, have I changed and grown up? No, not really, he says. 
because he's approaching 50, they always have to qualify whether you're actually grown up. I don't know what the official age is where you're supposed to grow up. Do you know, Dahi? No. I mean, have you reached it yet? No, no I haven't. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm 47. I'm, I'm two, and a, two and a bit years off 50. Well, I'm a bit more to go yeah. beyond that. I'm beyond it. But actually, I've loved getting older, so I, mm. I totally get him. I feel about the same for the last 20, 30 years. Yeah. I mean, parts of me don't feel quite the same. But, you know, <laughs> I feel about the same. Yeah. And so I've actually enjoyed getting older, and I do enjoy getting older. But actually, I don't think that I feel any more grown-up. I think the most grown-up I ever felt was when I passed my driving test. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good one. Do you know? Yeah. I mean, do, do you feel any... I mean, you're, I'm not going to ask you because you're five. <laughs> <laughs> do, you feel, do you feel any more grown-up, Anton? No, I'm... I'm slightly more... I've, I feel I have more to lose, so I, I've limited the things that I do. More to lose? Well, I'm I, getting arrested now okay. is very different to getting arrested when you're 19. So I've, I limit the things that I could get arrested. Was well, so that on your bucket list to get that's arrested? Least. I've been arrested. <laughs> <laughs> so that's slightly different. But other than that, I, I, what I do find odd, though, is, the ju- is discovering the age of people that I regarded as being significant. Yeah. So yes. I'm wild into um, air crash um, investigations and reports and all the rest. Oh. One of the most interesting ones is the uh, British Airways 707, a 747 called Flight 009, which lost all four engines, 30,000 feet. They had to fight it for hours, eventually landed it. Heroic flight, all the rest of it. Amazing. And it was very senior flight crew that got hugely decorated. And in my head, they're 30 years older than me. Yeah. And I discovered recently the captain is six years younger than me. The co-pilot was eight years younger than me and the flight engineer was nine years younger. That unsettles yeah. me deeply. I, I thought that grown-ups are that much younger than me. <laughs> Nora Casey, what's your spin on this? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm young at heart, uh, definitely. Yeah. And my heart may not be young, but my brain is very young. I think um, as you get older, different things happen. When you've got kids um, as young as yours, Dahi, and... Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes those decades, you know, that decade in particular from birth to 10 flies by and there's so much going on and you're getting up and going to work and coming home and doing the bath and going to bed and getting up and going to work and everything is just, it feels the same and and, it, and that goes by so quickly that most of us get to 40 or 50 and say, what the hell, how on earth did we get here, you know? Um, my brother said a great thing on his 50th birthday. I, I, everyone keeps saying, how did I get to 50? And I said, I just woke up and I was 50. Yeah. Um, and, and I think because of what happened to me in my life with Richard dying and everything going pear-shaped with the little chapter I had decided I was going to have it really forced me to think about what else am I going to do with my life you know am I done Mm -hmm. am I done yet am I finished you know it was all that lovely education and uh, nurturing and everything that my parents gave me and all the things I ever thought I'd want to do like I still have time to do them so now I try to there's somebody better and more famous than me said, try to be interested rather than interesting. Yeah. So if I'm out and about, I listen to people rather than talk. Um, I really like the idea of um, I'm co- constantly doing something new. If I think there's a routine developing in my life, I, you know, it terrifies me so much. I deliberately will not go back to that restaurant on a Tuesday yeah. uh, just in case I get into the habit of doing it and switch, switch up anything that feels same. Exactly. And it's same as like abject fear. I'm terrified of heights. I used to run away from that and then I learned how to fly a plane and, mm. you know, I, I ziplined in Cambodia and, you know, did all kinds of crazy whitewater rafting because I realised it was giving me something else. Yeah. The only thing I'd say is I do all the right things that they tell you to do. Um, you do too, Di, because I've been watching your journey for the last year. So yeah. type 1 diabetic, so there's no sugar, no fat in Take my diet. I walk yeah. the beach every day. Yeah, so um, what you do beyond that when your physical health is the best it can be, it's your brain really, you know? Yeah. 
Certainly. Just before we go back to your point there, Anton, about <laughs> certain people who are of certain age, right? Remember Danny Glover in Lethal Weapon? Yeah. Oh, he, I'm too when, old when for he this. Said, and do you know what age he was? What? 47. No. Oh. <laughs> oh, it came up on social media the last day. I said, oh, my God, I couldn't believe it. Anyway, Nora, thank you very much. Niamh Gurmog with Anton. You're going to stay with us. I'll be back in a bit. Lovely. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to tune in to the Today Show every weekday on RTE1 from 3.30. Or, if you missed the show, you can watch it back on the RTE player. Visit rte.ie forward slash player. Stay tuned.